Guys, this is going to be a little bit different than what we normally do on a Sunday night, because normally uh, you, you come and there's a, maybe a 30 or 40 minute sermon, a teach. Um, we, we thought after, um, well, we, let's be really honest, um, Gary had that done, and I had a few hours to prepare something, and I had a choice of either to lift something off the shelf that I'd done previously, which, which I could have done, but it didn't feel authentic to the moment. And instead, what I want to do, because this morning was so full and so busy um, for all of us in many different ways, tonight what I want to do is give you a little bit of space. So what we're going to do is we're going to journey through uh, Luke chapter 24 which is the story of the, the two disciples, the two followers of Jesus on their road, on their journey from Jerusalem to Emmaus and their encounter with Jesus on that journey. And we're gonna do it in three little sections. And with each section, there'll be a painting that comes up on the screen. And I'm gonna give you just a few minutes to be still, to be quiet, rather than me filling the space completely with my words and my thoughts to give you space to reflect on that part of the text, to reflect on the picture, and to be prayerful in the expectation that, that the Holy Spirit is here and wants to speak to you and wants to minister to you. I'm gonna say, is that okay? But you haven't really got a choice, so let's, let's assume it's okay. Um, I would love you, though, to, to grab your Bibles. If you haven't got one, I know not everyone does this, but if you look underneath the chair in front of you, there'll be a Bible, so there will, or you've got one on your device. The words are on the screen as well, it will be on the screen, but it's nice to have something in front of you. Uh, and don't be scared to, to move around and find one. And if you open at Luke chapter 24, it's probably about three quarters of the way through for anybody who's newer to church. I'm gonna read it to you, and then I'm going to give you space to read it yourself. So listen now for the word of God. From verse 13, Luke 24, verse 13. Now that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. And as they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them. Remember, this is Easter Sunday night. Walked along with them. But they were kept from recognizing him. He asked them, what are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still, their faces downcast, one of them named Cleopas asked him, are you the only one visiting Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened there in these days? What things? Jesus asked. About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was a prophet powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death. And they crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what is more, it is the third day since all this took place. 
In addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning, but, but didn't find his body. They came and told us they'd seen a vision of angels who had said he was alive. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said. But they didn't see Jesus. He said to them, how foolish you are. How slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all of the scriptures concerning himself. As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus continued on as if he were going further. But they urged him strongly, stay with us, for it's nearly evening. The day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. And when he was at the table with them, he took bread and gave thanks and broke it and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened and they recognized him. And he disappeared from their sight. And they asked each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? Amen. I want to give you a minute just simply to read those words again yourself. Were not our hearts burning within us as he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? I love that. You know, throughout the Gospels, one of the most common questions that Jesus asks people, what do you want me to do for you? And so tonight, start with that. Jesus, we're sitting in front of you and asked you, what do you want me to do for you? Right now in this moment, how would you respond? Tonight's journey through this text is going to revolve around three paintings. Uh, the first one's going to come up on the screen now. All three are painted by artists. Their reflection, their impression on this road to a mess story. The two disciples, Cleopas and another one, probably his wife, but we're not sure. He wasn't one of the 12, but they were both probably of the 70 followers of Jesus that he had, the bigger entourage, the bigger crowd of devoted followers. They had left Jerusalem that Sunday morning. They couldn't leave on the Saturday because it was Sabbath, and the journey to Emmaus would have been too far for them. 
They couldn't leave on the Friday because they were too overcome with grief of what had just happened. They couldn't believe it. They couldn't believe this Jesus who they had put their hope in, put their trust in, left everything to follow, had died. Wasn't the way the story was supposed to end. He just died. He was supposed to be the liberator, wasn't he? He was supposed to lead Israel into a new chapter. God's kingdom was supposed to come. They'd seen him teach and, and do miracles and do these wonderful things. And then he had died. They had this sense of grief and this sense of loss. They'd lost their friend, they'd lost their rabbi. They'd lost their hopes, they'd lost their dreams. They, they, they couldn't see a future, they couldn't imagine a future without Jesus in it. And they'd heard whispers about resurrection, but they hadn't put it all together. They couldn't make sense of it. They were still too overcome with their grief. And Jesus comes to them and walks with them on the road. And he doesn't say, hey guys, it's me. Don't be so sad, cheer up. All happens for a reason. Doesn't, doesn't do any of that. He comes and stands with them in the midst of their grief, in the midst of their loss, in the midst of their broken dreams and hopes. And he allows them to feel it. He allows them to feel the pain of it, the disappointment of it. I wonder as you look at this picture on the screen, this painting on the screen, for you, is it dawn or is it dusk? Is it the beginning of something or the end of something? Are you drawn to the light in the picture? Or are you drawn to the darkness in the picture? Jesus came and stood with them in the midst of their darkness. And so in our first moment of reflection, my question is what griefs, what hurts, what disappointments have you carried into church tonight with you in your mind, in your heart? Holy Spirit, help us to see our brokenness now. 
second painting I want to put on the screen by another contemporary artist. It's interesting. I always find this story fascinating that they were kept from recognizing him. They should have recognized him. You know, as we read through the text, they they recount the factual things of who Jesus was and of what he was doing. But look at verse 21. But we had hoped that he was going to redeem Israel. But we had hoped. You hear their heart in it? They hadn't just known about him, they had known him. They had been up close and personal with him. They had spent significant time with him over the three years. But we're told they were kept from recognizing him. What blinded them to who Jesus was? Was it his new resurrection body was so different? Certainly Thomas had to touch it, put his fingers in the holes in Jesus' hands, put his hand in the space in Jesus' side where the spear had entered in before he believed. Was his resurrection body so different? Can't have been that. Because others had recognized Jesus almost immediately. If not when they'd saw him, certainly when he'd spoken to them. Perhaps it was because they were so caught up in their own broken dreams and their own grief that they were blinded to Jesus there with them. I wonder, as you were reflecting on the darkness, had you a sense of light breaking into it? You know, sometimes it's maybe not that Jesus isn't there by his spirit. Sometimes it's perhaps our lack of expectation that we will see him there that blinds us to his presence. I love this painting. A friend shared it with me last year. I wonder what blinds you to the presence by the Spirit of Jesus with you. Remember, the psalmist tells us, where can I go from your Spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn and settle on the far side of the sea, even there, even there, your right hand will hold me, your spirit will be with me. Even in darkness, the psalmist says, your spirit will be with me. As you look at this painting, as you reflect on it, what moments throughout this day, just this day, have you been unaware of Jesus with you?
And as you pause and reflect back on those moments, was he there? And maybe your busyness or your grief or your lack of expectation had blinded you to God with you. Take a moment to reflect now. Come back with me into the painting for a second. Everyone, when they first see it, what they often are struck with is the outline of Jesus and the idea that as the story unfolds, he becomes more and more clear to them. For me, though, what is remarkable is the other person in the passage or in the picture. That this story is not about one disciple walking out of Jerusalem to Emmaus on their own who encounters Jesus, but there's somebody with them. Someone to share in their disappointment. Someone to try to listen to and articulate their grief with and their fear with. Someone to dream with and to pray with and reimagine with. For Cleopas, how much worse would this walk have been if they had been walking on their own? Now that you've recognized the spirit of Jesus with you as you walk along the road, who has God given you to walk with? It may be a spouse or a family member, but it could equally be a friend, someone from church or a colleague in work, someone who you trust even more than you trust yourself that you can open your heart to and share your disappointments with. Take a moment and try to identify who that person is and thank God for them. And then ask yourself, are you being as open with them as you could be? And are you being there for them? To walk with them as much as they need you to be? Our final painting tonight is probably the most famous of them. It's by Rembrandt. It's one of a series of paintings that he painted on this Emmaus Road story in the Gospels. We're told the disciples, these two followers of Jesus, they came to the end of their journey for that day and Jesus was going to keep on going and they said to him, no, come and, come and stay with us. Partly it was what you did as a good Jew, you practiced hospitality, it was the highest honor. Partly though, there was something about how this stranger talked about the Bible that 
that did something within them. They weren't finished with the conversation. They weren't finished with the encounter. They wanted more. And so Jesus, still unrecognized, came and sat at the table with them. And as the meal was served, Jesus took a piece of bread as he had done three nights previously and broke it. And as he broke it, their eyes were opened. As he broke it, their hearts were restored. As he he broke it, their prophetic imagination was reawakened. Didn't our hearts burn within us? As he talked with us about the scriptures on the road, how must that have felt for them? Seeing Jesus, realizing that he was alive, that, that, that the cross hadn't been the end of him. All of that theology starting to fall into place. But, but what about this and how does this work and what does this mean? All of those questions beginning to come together and with it all that emotion all the grief that they had been feeling swallowed up in hope. As he broke that piece of bread, they began to see clearly. I wonder as you look at this painting, what is it you're drawn to? For me, I think it's what Rembrandt intended. He always uses light and darkness very intentionally to draw your eye to certain parts of the painting. And you can see how the painter has used the illumination around Jesus to try and convey that moment when those two disciples realized this is Jesus at the table with us. The illumination in the light trying to convey the illumination in their heart and their understanding as their eyes were opened. My final question for you to contemplate, or my penultimate question for you to contemplate tonight, where do you encounter Jesus most fully? There's not really a wrong answer to this because we're all made differently. Where do you encounter Jesus most fully? And what does it look like for you to prioritize time in that place, in that space, with that anticipation of encounter and your eyes being opened? It's maybe felt like a different kind of sermon and it's certainly a different way to journey through a piece of scripture, but there's different ways to learn and that's okay. My final question for you as you move forward from tonight, as you move forward from this Easter Sunday, and remember Ascension Day and then Pentecost isn't that far away, but as we move forward from tonight, what elements from this passage or from what the Holy Spirit has been saying to you in the times of reflection are gonna be helpful for you to hold on to in your journey of discipleship as you walk in the footsteps of Jesus. 
try and identify one thing that you want to bring forward from this space. Heavenly Father, tonight our prayer is really simple. As we step forward from this Easter Sunday, help us to see you more clearly. Help us to love you more dearly and help us to follow you more nearly. As we step forward from this Easter Sunday night, give us ever-increasing moments of encounter with you, moments when our eyes are opened and we see you in, in places we simply weren't expecting. As we step forward, Lord, from this Easter Sunday night, Give us moments when, as we read the Bible or hear it taught, your word burns within us with life. Father, as we step forward from this Easter Sunday night, Help us not to be scared to lean on the people you've put around us. To ask for help. And help us to be quick to show hospitality and to help others. Lord, thank you that you loved these two disciples enough not simply to rise from the tomb, but to go and find them in their wandering grief and say, hey, I see you, I love you, I'm with you. And thank you, Spirit of Jesus, that you love us enough to be here in this place with us tonight whispering our names and saying, I'm alive, I love you. I'm with you. In Jesus' name.